Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving. Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. What's going on? We're almost done burning the last of the brush in the backyard from the trees. Ooh, did you guys get snow this week? We did. We yeah. did. We, we missed out on burning by like three or four days because of the, the wet well, get out there and burn. Just make yeah. the fire hotter and you'll burn through the wet. You got to start it first. <laughs> and then the smoke is intense, man. We're already yeah, burning wet wood. You don't yeah. want to add, you know, we're, burn, we're burning uncured wood. This so, is true. Green wood, as they call it. Green wood and not. Yeah. And so we're smoking like mad as it is. We don't want to add water to the mix. <laughs> well, you got to get that all burned, all the brush burned before you sell your house. That's right. So we're about a day away from finishing. So yeah, oh, go boy. us. All right. All right. <laughs> and have you gotten any uh, offers, by the way, from listeners who want to buy your the famous Not person's yet. house? <laughs> Not yet. Come on, guys. Where are you? It's a great location in Rich- Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. With with you've you've sold the no privacy issue so well, oh, yeah. by the way. You know. Well, you know, we're planting new trees in the back. There'll be privacy in a couple of years. Yeah, so there you go. There yeah. you go. It's an investment for the future. Is what That's it. Is. it. That's it. <laughs> All right. So we are here today. We haven't done one of these in a while, but we are doing a listener profile today. Yeah. I, I was sitting and looking at the the schedule and going, wait, we haven't talked to one of our listeners in so long and we need to do this again. And so uh, I invited my friend Hannah, who is a listener and is actually a client and who I have known for a long time, too. So she's got all those things going on. And so Hannah is 
has graciously agreed to share her spiritual journey uh, with us. And I got to tell you, she has a really interesting one. She's got a twin flame story. She's got all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited that she said yes. <laughs> and so, so welcome, Hannah. Hello, both of you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're happy to to have you here. I'm super excited that you came. Um, and just fair warning for the listeners, you know, Hannah and I have a tendency to just sort of laugh our asses off. <laughs> so, so, you know, it may devolve, <laughs> but, but, you know, we're going to try and keep it on topic. So absolutely. We'll try. I was thinking today, um, before I got on this call, just exactly how long I've known you. And um, I think it's 16, 17 years or something. So um, kind of, yeah, I was like, wow, that's a long time. Yes, it is. (laughs) We've been laughing and cutting up for a good many years before we we linked up in this fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It didn't help when you moved. (laughs) It did not help. (laughs) We lost touch. You moved to Richmond. But then I moved to Richmond, but you're still in Atlanta. So that's still really far away as we discovered when we vacationed the the other time before. That's true. Yeah, that was a long haul for you. (laughs) It was a long haul. She only she only drove two hours. I drove six. <laughs> Whoops! What? I did not do that math correctly. <laughs> but worth it. It was worth it. It was oh, totally great. worth it. It was totally <laughs> worth it. So anyway, Hannah, you've you've had a really interesting journey. I know a lot about it, but I just um, I wanted to give you a chance to tell the listeners about it. So why don't you tell us how you started into the sort of spiritual world and where it took you? I think for me, it actually started when my father passed away. My father was in hospice for uh, about three weeks as he was actively dying of metastasized prostate cancer. So I remember having very vivid experiences at his bedside that uh, opened up my mind in ways I had not really considered. Um, and at 23, I was definitely not ready to think in those terms and accept those concepts. So... I spent many years just sort of hovering over the line, dancing around with the idea of getting to know my spirituality. But then in 2017, I met my twin flame and a year later, he passed away suddenly. And for me, that was the moment I crossed the precipice into uh, fear of believing and into suspending that disbelief entirely and accepting, just accepting that there was more. Um, And then... Can you tell really us a little bit about it. the twin flame experience? I met uh, my twin flame in 2017. Um, I didn't actually physically meet him. Um, it was in a connection I formed online. So let me just jump in for a second, Hannah, and I'm just going to define the the term twin flame for people because uh, we really haven't talked about it in a while. And in case people don't know what the term means, we're, I'm going to define it and then we'll come back to your story. And so a twin flame is a type of soul mate connection. And it is a connection that is designed to push the two people to grow and because it is a forced growth pattern when you come together, they tend to be rather volatile connections and they, they come together and they fall apart and they come together and they fall apart. And each time it's an, it's a workshop, right? Yeah. It's not just a relationship. It's a workshop. And so it's a particularly unique dynamic. 
And, uh, you know, if you've ever been in it, you know. And uh, if you think, if you're not sure, then you haven't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, um, you know, with that said, Hannah, go ahead and tell us the story about how you met your twin flame in 2017. Well, you definitely, I mean, you definitely described the, the overall experience. It was, it was very triggering. Um, it was, I mean, it hit every single button of triggers that I had in my tool chest at the time. So much so that his exit, his final exit from the world really is the biggest trigger of all for me. And that's what I'm working through right now. But when I met him, um, I, I just knew him. It was like, I, I have known you before and before and before and before. And that kind of connection that you can look into someone's eyes and actually see yourself reflected back is like Kelly says, if you've experienced it, you know it. And for, um, I would say about a year, um, he actually came to me in my dreams before we really formed, uh, uh, before we really started talking, communicating <laughs> verbally, we communicated energetically. I had an awareness, a soul awareness of him long before we actually had conversations. And then I would say about 30 days, about 30 days before he died, um, I got a message from somewhere at the time i didn't know where it came from but i did get a message that he was not going to make it in time for us to meet in the physical and um and then it happened and then i went oh boy (laughs) and then that kind of led me um to seek more answers just about you know what it was that i was experiencing the the messages the downloads like just knowing something's going to happen before it happens. What is that? So um, then it just kind of led me into Kelly's world a lot more, a lot more deeper. You've been sort of doing some of your own work because when you and I spoke, um, we, we actually talked about you coming in and working with me for a while. Actually, we, we had the conversation and then we had it again a year later. And <laughs> You know, um, tell me, tell me what happened in the interim there. Tell me where you were, what was going on. After my twin flame passed away, I think I was just catapulted into, um, it's hard to describe. I think I was just catapulted into a new way of seeing things. And it was like sensory overload. (laughs) So everywhere I was going and every person I was meeting and everything just I felt like I was catching such huge vibrations off of a p- part of what I think helped me get to you was a, a really spiritual experience I had when I visited Greece in 2019. And I visited the site of Delphi and I had, I had some kind of experience there where I felt, I just felt connected to something that was much, much older and much, much bigger than me. And I think after that, um, it was hard to come back to reality. <laughs> so I was, I was depressed after that trip. And I think I was just looking for a way to, to find balance. And, and those conversations that you and I were having were a lot like, you know, I think this is going to be really good for you if you can get over the fear of the change that's going to come into your life. And um, I think finally I was just ready to accept that I needed to change. And that's how you and I started working together. Yeah, that's, that's actually, it's, it's good that you bring that up because that's actually a fairly common thing 
that I run into with people. I actually had somebody today who canceled a discovery call with me and I actually wrote her a note saying, Hey, you know, <laughs> uh, it may be that you got busy. And, and if that's the case, here's my, my schedule to, to re reschedule. But, um, if, if what happened was you got up to the point of the call and you're like, and I got a little nervous and I didn't know what to do. And I, I was a little scared and I, I just decided to cancel the call. You know, I, I get that a lot with people because they get scared and there's this, this fear of the unknown and the fear of moving forward. And it's anytime you're stepping into a transformational experience, whether it's me or somebody else, if you're stepping into something that is going to change you, you are going to be scared. In fact, I would say if you're thinking about doing any program that you expect will change you, if you are not scared, you should not do the program because it, it, your your self, your ego knows you. We are infinite beings, and time is just a, a an illusion. And so, if something scares you, it says that you're going to change. If you're not scared by it, then there will be no change that comes from that program. So, if you're looking at any transformational experience, expect to be scared because that's the only way it's going to work is is if it's going to pull you out of yourself. And so. Um, Hannah, you had the benefit of knowing me. <laughs> Not everybody has that, but I don't know if it's a benefit, though, <laughs> because you know me. <laughs> well, um, I think absolutely it was a benefit for me because there's already a great sense of trust implicitly that that I feel with you. And over the course of our friendship, too, you know, you know, I had side, we've had side conversations about this where I, I always like look at you sort of like, like, if you were like my husband is in IT and my husband hates to get asked to to fix family members' computers, so I look at Kelly and I'd be like, "I'm never going to ask you to fix my spiritual stuff just because you're my friend." You know what I'm saying? Like, I <laughs> never take advantage of that. So over the course of like being friends and stuff like that, there's trust that's been built implicitly, but but outside of this work, right? So it was interesting. I think I just. You held out your hand and I was like, yeah, I can do this. She's got it. I got it. She's got it. I got it. So it was fine. So Hannah, just looking at, you know, some of the stuff you've talked about in, in just the last couple of years, you have had a lot happening right now, a lot going on that, that is traumatic or, or impactful from a spiritual journey perspective. How are you trudging through that? What are the things that you're doing? Because a lot of people are feeling stuff right now. You've been feeling it and dealing with these real life personal issues. What's that like for you? I would say uh, about a year ago, it was killing me slowly. <laughs> um, uh, you know, to use, maybe that's not the greatest way to describe it. But I mean, I would think I feel like I was dying a slow death. Yeah, soul and I think death, fair, emotionally, yeah. soul, yeah, I think that's a fair st- assessment. I think we've all felt that at some point. For sure. For sure. Um, I was not coping well. Um, I was withdrawn and I was isolated and I was very, I was in a very dark place. And I had, I believed that I was not worthy of being loved anymore. That was the other thing. So I had some real issues about being seen in the world, allowing myself to be seen and heard, uh, allowing myself to step into my power as a person and, and accept my abilities and my gifts. And also, 
Um, the biggest piece I've had to do, <laughs> I've had to work through over the last two and a half, three years is grief. And there's a lot of it. So I've done, I think I've done the sound healing that, that Spirit Sherp has put out. I think I've done that six times in the last eight months. And every time I do it, I get to a layer of grief that's been there that I clear out. And in the event of clearing it out, I make room for love. And what I've experienced, I think in the last like 90 days, especially is this acceleration in my ability to channel love, to receive it and to give it. It's like I'm on, <laughs> I'm, I'm charged right now in that way. Um, and it's because I've, I feel like I've really dedicated the time and space to understanding my grief, where it comes from, where it ties to, how it triggers me, how it affects my relationships, everything. So this is largely coming from the the clearing work you're doing, the the work you're doing to to work through that grief, clear it out. You're making room and that's what you're feeling is really driving that ability for you to just sort of supercharge that that love channel. Yeah, but it's also coupled with the, you know, with the work of self-inquiry and and moving through your blocks. Like I've had to move through significant blocks to get here. And um, those blocks were tough to break down, but they were necessary. And to be clear, the grief isn't just the grief of losing your twin flame or the grief of losing your father, but it's also grief from things earlier in childhood and things like that too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not just one event. Well, and it's not just a recent event. I think that's one of the things that we find when we start doing this work, all of us, is that what we uncover is not just what we thought was making us feel that grief, but there was stuff that we didn't even realize was there. Have you yeah. experienced that as well? Yeah. And it's yeah. stuff you just don't, you don't see it for what it is. It's not out on the table. It's, it's not under the light, under the <laughs> light of day. The stuff that you conveniently bury down after years and years and years and forget that it's there. So what are some things that you've been doing, Hannah? I know you said you, you won't ask Kelly to fix her spiritual stuff uh, just because just because you're friends. But I think you have been doing some of her programs, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I've been. Um, I'm actually almost to the close of year one um, in the um, um, spiritual evolution program. And um that's that's been so helpful for me and just connecting i found like i've been able to connect the dots much faster and i understand my triggers much deeper and um i understand how to bring my energy field in <laughs> <laughs> super helpful <laughs> super helpful when you're an empath who has yep. terrific boundary work to do <laughs> so that's been really helpful, understanding how to really manage my energy. Yeah. Well, and you've also been doing some deep work on on your re your reactions to things, right? Oh, yeah. Trying to reframe. A lot of reframing work. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that comes from working through that grief, too. I mean, once you get to a point, people uh, who reach a stage... They either have to reframe or you're going to keep going down that hole. And it sounds like you've done that work to learn how to reframe, to avoid Absolutely. slipping. Yeah. Reframing is one of the best tools I've learned out of this program, for sure. 
The the other thing that I've seen as an evolution in you is your your anger response has dropped dramatically. Oh yeah. let's talk about that (laughs) that may have been my favorite spirit trip a soundbite ever (laughs) let's talk about that (laughs) I might have found that (laughs) and I beat on my bed with that phone bat for a good three weeks straight and it scared me ever loving but Jesus out of my husband. <laughs> um, but it had to happen. Um, there is something to clearing that well of rage inside you. There's something to it in doing it in a physical and impactful way. You can't just say, I'm not angry anymore. It doesn't work like that. You got to get it out of your body. It's, and I, I have to say, my husband's been doing some of that work as well. And it is bejesus scaring (laughs) but it is it is super helpful (laughs) it is because i don't i i i beat it to smithereens it it, it busted into a million pieces i'm I'm telling you there was foam bat all over my spare bedroom (laughs) and i i you know i had to clean it up and i had to get sage in there and like reset the energy in the space because i really i really went hard and so I had to calm everything down again before I could sleep in there. But yeah, the phone bat doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> it served its purpose. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about that for just a second. And Kelly, I want to ask you this. What is the value so that the listeners can understand? Because there's one thing to say, no, I'm letting off steam. What is the value? What is the transformational value in letting out that physical energy, uh, that rage in the in the form of physical exercise or whatever well when we are angry we that that creates adrenaline and the physical body has a response to the anger and the rage and in order to get that adrenaline gone you have to give it some place to go you could go running you could you know beat on a bed with a foam bat or a pool noodle or, you know, whatever. Um, you, you could, when I was a kid, I used to beat on sticks with, or beat on rocks with sticks, you know, um, whatever you need to do. I, I, you know, kickboxing, you know, punching, punching bag. I like to do things that are impactful because it has that sort of sense of finality. Bang, bang, bang. Right. Um, but it's and and yelling and screaming, you know, being able to to give voice and movement to the parts of yourself that you have stuffed down. And when you you do that, trauma is worse when it's unwitnessed. And you know, the there are scientific studies that show that if uh, uh, if somebody goes through a trauma alone versus if they go through it with someone else, the trauma is much easier to overcome if they go through it with someone. And so most of us, our trauma was solo. Um, you know, we may have had siblings or something that, that went through it with us, but we may or may not have ever talked to them about it. And we may or may not have shared our experiences of it. And so in a lot of cases, it went unwitnessed. And 
even if it went witnessed by another person, we may not, the, one of the hallmarks of trauma is to, is you look at it and go, well, I didn't have it as bad as, and you write it off that way. And so in this way, when we give our voice to it, when we give our movement to it, we give ourselves permission to say, yes, it freaking sucked. And yes, I'm really angry about it. And giving yourself permission to be angry tells your subconscious, your inner child, that you didn't deserve it. Okay. And Hannah, was that the sense you had in those moments? Oh, definitely. Um, I, I think about, actually, as I was listening to Kelly talk about this, I actually thought about moments from my childhood when my emotions were so big. And even in those moments, I, w- I would, you know, react so big because it was about, you're not hearing me. You're not seeing me. I need to be big and loud for that to happen. But in so reacting so big and loud, the reaction that I would get from the family in that dynamic was, whoa, calm down. <laughs> whoa, get small. So um, I lived in this sort of dichotomous space where I had to make myself loud and 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 be seen and heard so I could get what I needed. But as soon as I did that, I was dismissed. So I think that perfectly describes, you know, yeah, my experience in that regard. I think that all stems from, for me, it all stems from the experiences I had in childhood. It's a cliche maybe, but it's true. Hannah, your journey has been very interesting. Kelly, you said it at the at the start that it's an interesting journey. It's an interesting story. And it sounds like through that, those difficult times, certainly you're, you're probably still dealing with a lot of that, but your strength has been phenomenal. And I, I am so, so grateful that you've shared that, that journey with us today, because I think everybody's going to appreciate and relate to what you've shared, because I think everybody's uh, had some of that. It's very, we're not alone. And I think that that's important uh, message for people to get when, when we hear, we hear things like this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and space to share. Is there anything you would like, and Hannah, I'll ask you, is there anything you would like to tell the folks listening um, specifically with regards to, you know, what you've gone through, what you've done, uh, anything like that. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. I think what I feel in my heart, what I want to say is lead with love. Um, lead with love. Yeah. That's what I want to say. I think that's awesome. How convenient yeah. that we are airing this on Valentine's Day. Exactly. It's it's <laughs> fitting for Valentine's Day. And, <laughs> but it also fits you. It sounds like that has that is sort of where you are right now, leading with love. Wonderful. That's Kelly, what I'm working on, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Kelly, what about you? What, do you? what are your thoughts right now as we sort of come to wrapping up here? Not a Kellyism yet, but just sort of thoughts about all of this. Well... Everyone's journey through this uh, process of spiritual evolution, of, you know, awakening is different. Everyone's is unique. And yet there are common themes, right? Uh, there are common steps that people take and, and common uh, experiences that they have. And, and, you know, one of the things that I'm reminded of is the fact that so many of the people who come into uh, work with me are saying, ah, I don't want to share my stuff with other people. 
and ah, I don't want to be that vulnerable in that scene. And and they they really they balk at the idea of a group program. And yet, Hannah, can you for a minute just talk about the group? It's so yummy and wonderful. <laughs> there, um, we're all very similar. I mean, all of us are overachievers. <laughs> we're all um, perfectionists in some way, you know, we're all driven in some way to achieve things. And, and we're, and we have endurance and stamina, you know, we have stick-to-itiveness. Does that make sense? There's a great I love that word. Nice. Stick-to-itiveness. <laughs> I call it come hell or high waterness, right? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 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 No one, you know, like I've come this far. I've already seen so much. Nothing's going to stop me now. That's kind of how it's kind of the attitude. Like we've all been through in our things and there's a lot of comfort and a lot of relatability that happens in the, in the group dynamic for me, because someone will say something and I'll go, oh, I didn't know I needed to hear that today. <laughs> so it's very beneficial. I feel like, yeah. Or I thought I was crazy until you said it out loud too. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, a piece to the dynamic that I, I just love. And it's just this way in which everybody tends to cycle together. And there's this, this camaraderie. It's like, it's like you get to take the journey with a, a, a your posse, right? <laughs> you know, and, and I will say that I used to do this work one-on-one and it wasn't as impactful. People didn't get as far as fast as, as they do in the group. The group is super important from that perspective. And so, you know, the other, the other question that I get from people or the other thing I tend to tell people, and I, I kind of, we didn't talk about this in advance. So I'm just curious what your, your response is going to be. Um, I always tell people that the first set of changes are the hardest and that it gets easier from there. Was that your experience? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> um, I would say, I would say the first level of changes were actually very, I was ready for them. So they were easy for me to make. It was like I had, I was actually starting for them. So they were very easy for me to implement and make. It's when I got to, working on the grief and the anger that it got really sticky. (laughs) Um, And that's where, that's where I, that's where I had the most resistance. And that's sometimes Kelly, where people tend to fall off, right? Is when they hit those, they, they, when they have an easy time in the beginning and then hit those obstacles midstream and they're like, "Whoa, this is too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, And, and, you know, Hannah, you're a perfect example of power through. There's work to be done there. Power through. Absolutely. On the other side of it is really good stuff. So I had to trust. Yeah. The the bigger your resistance, the bigger the shift Mm -hmm. you're going to see on the other side. And that's, that goes along with what we were talking about before with the, the fear, right? When your fear hits you in the face, when your resistance comes up and says, no, I'm out, right? That's when you need to turn around and go right back in because that's where the, the juicy goodness is. So, you know, that's the, that's the piece of the puzzle that, that a lot of people miss and they'll, they'll start pointing fingers at people and say, you did you did this and you did that. And 
And, uh, you know, there's, there's an art to knowing the difference between having a bad facilitator and that you need to leave and recognizing that, no, you're just in resistance. Right. And so there's, there's a difference there. But, uh, most of the time, if you're, if, if your facilitator has been, you know, good at doing things for others is probably your resistance. <laughs> Not always, but probably. So, yeah. So it's, it's, the work is so fulfilling when you actually really just dive into it. And, and that's why so many of the people that Hannah's talking about are, you know, come hell or high water people. Yeah. The straight, the fastest way out is straight through the middle. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Awesome. This has been a lot of fun. This is getting to know you, Hannah, not the journey you've been on. I know that has not been all fun, I, <laughs> but getting to know you has been a lot of fun. Um, but it, I think um, I think we're at a wrap point. But Kelly, we did want to talk a little bit about uh, we often ask people to subscribe and rate the podcast because it helps to give visibility. And one of the things that that we're going we wanted to do was sort of just thank some of the folks who have been uh, rating the podcast by by sort of acknowledging them and reading reading some of the stuff that they've posted because there is some really wonderful things that people are saying with regards to the work that's being done on Spirit Sherpa and Kelly there's there's a number of calls to you but the most recent one came from a, a listener named Lexic Lexington five oh three where they said, one of my consistent favorites, it's a great out-of-the-box topics that may challenge your perceptions and thinking. And you really do that, Kelly. You, you, you bring up content and you create these things that people are thinking about, but not necessarily maybe in the way that you're presenting them. And it helps force them into these patterns of change, just like what we've been talking about today that you've done for Hannah. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that. And a lot of the ideas actually come from listeners. So, you know, I mean, it, it's a what goes around comes around thing, right? So, so when you guys send in questions, when you guys, uh, you know, send in topic ideas, when you, um, you know, post something into the Spirit Sherpa by Kelly Sparta Facebook group, and, you know, that I see that and it sparks something for me, you know, that sort of thing. My students, I get a lot of my ideas from my students as well. And so, you know, it, every interaction I have gives me, you know, fuel for the for the podcast, if you will. Um, and that reminds me is, you know, one of the reasons we haven't had a listener profile in a while is because we haven't asked for anybody to be a listener profile for a while. And so I just want to say if if you're out there and you'd like to be a listener profile, if you think you've had an interesting uh, spiritual growth story, and you'd like to be on the podcast, please let us know. You don't have to be a client to be on it. I just happen to pick clients because that's who I have at my disposal. <laughs> um, but you don't have to be a client to be a listener profile. Uh, and I would love to talk to you and get your story and get it out there. So uh, if that's something you'd like to do, then you can email me at kelly at kellysparta.com. And that wasn't and scary, right, Hannah? This wasn't This wasn't painful. You enjoyed this. Oh, I enjoyed this very much. <laughs> Way to prompt you. Yeah, Way see, I, hey, I, I had to make sure that the answer was going to come out in the right direction. That's all. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if, you, if you'd like to do that, by all means, please, please let us know. 
again, if you have questions or, or if you have podcast ideas, you can send them in as well to Kelly at kellysparta.com. Or if you're in the Facebook group, you can post them to the Facebook group. Um, and we are happy to have those. And sometimes a question may not be enough for an entire podcast and we'll just answer it at the end of a podcast or I'll answer it online. Uh, if it's really interesting, but not podcastable for whatever reason, I may throw a video up in the, in the podcast group, which is by the way, spirit for Sherpa by Kelly Sparta. Exactly. Facebook group. Yeah. So I, I may throw a video up in there as an answer. So it's a lot of ways to interact and, and to help help me out because I have to come up with all the topics. <laughs> so you would be doing me a favor because I want to know what you guys want to know about because, you know, if you're not interested, then it, I'm just wasting my breath, right? <laughs> well, thank you to Lexington 503 and everybody who has uh, submitted a review. And we'll we'll read those out occasionally as we go along because that's the type of stuff that that helps to drive forward. As Kelly said, it's, it's some of the reason for her not wasting her breath, (laughs) (laughs) but please uh, subscribe and like and rate and do all of those things and share as we often say um, in all the places you can. Okay. Kelly isn't before we go, we're running long, so it's got to be a quickie. Mm. Quickies. I'm good. at quickies. Quickies are good. (laughs) How about that? I think that's a perfect Kellyism. That works for me. Okay, so it's Valentine's Day. Damn it! Yep, nailed it. (laughs) Hannah, thank you so much again, Kelly. My pleasure, as always. And that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Hannah Andrade, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Bye. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions, with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create 
a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.